I am Suli. I'm a Salem campus pastor. And once in a while, I get to come here to worship with you. Today is one of those once in a while day that I am here. So I'm glad to worship with you, and we are so glad you are here. So we just, since the presence of the Holy Spirit is here, we say, Lord, speak to us. Because when God is here, God speaks to his children because God is an amazing, personal, and loving God. And he wants to speak to his beloved church, beloved people. And I just pray that the Lord will speak to each one of us what we need to hear from the Lord. Amen. So today, we have been talking about wisdom. Like we just heard awesome prayer from Pastor Mark. We all need wisdom, right? Yeah, we need wisdom, and we need to get, uh, we are getting more wisdom is needed for all relationships. The relationship with our loved ones. And every right relationship begins with God. When we talk about wisdom, we are not referring to a high intelligent level. We're not talking about high IQ, although it can be. But it's about character of God. It's about goodness of God. The wisdom from above, the wisdom from God is pure, gentle, mercy, and, and full of grace, and peaceful, and good fruit. We need all these qualities and characters to have good relationships with our loved ones, with our husbands, with our spouses, and with the children and friends and neighbors. The last week, Pastor John gave a powerful message about right marriage relationship. Today, we are going to focus on right parenting relationship from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs was written about 3,000 years ago. But the wisdom in this book is timeless to all people, regardless. Last week, I read an interesting, actually it's an excellent article from the uh, Michigan State University Extension. This article kind of aligns with what I'm going to talk about today. In this educational journal from the public university, they pointed out two most important things to develop for children and adults, not only for children, but also for adults. We need to raise children to be strong and to be kind. Strong, not the sense of a physical strength, but strong for them to make a decision, the, uh, the wise decisions when they grow up to be, a, when they grown up, they become responsible and trustworthy adults. And also we need to raise children to be kind, teach them to love themselves and love others. It's like a, this person who wrote this in Michigan uh, University, I think he, wrote, he read the Proverbs. He must read the same text I read, right? <laughs> so it is good. Get wisdom and get love. This is the foundation for all right relationships, especially for raising and for right parenting. So actually this applies to all of us. Biological parents, spiritual parents, young parents, and parent-to-be or single. Regardless of your age and situations, we are spiritual parents. 
We are someone is watching us. Apostle Paul never married, but he had a sons, spiritual sons, Timothy and Onesimus, runaway slave, runaway slave. And prophet, the Old Testament prophet Deborah, and the judge, she was married. She was the wife of Lep- Lepidoth, and she called herself a mother of Israel. Bible did not say much about she had children, but she considered herself a mother of Israel. So likewise, the word parents has a broad meaning in the Bible. So once we got that, we can turn to the wisdom text for right parenting relationships from Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7. The righteous lead blameless lives. Blessed are their children after them. This next verse may be a little different with the translation. It's Proverbs chapter 20. Do we have it? But anyway, the next one is train up a child in the way he or she should go. Even when she and he is old, she and he, they will not depart from it. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but rod of discipline drives it far from them. God is the only righteous one. But in God, we become righteous by faith. The righteous lead blameless lives, and their children inherit blessings. The word blameless does not mean one is perfect. It refers to our relationship with God, and we become right and blameless by faith. The blameless life only comes through God in Jesus Christ. And we become blameless in his love. So being blameless is about our heart issue. It's not about perfectionism. And we are saved. Salvation is given to us. We receive salvation once we become Follower, once we accept Jesus into our heart, believe he is the Lord, he is forgive our sins, when we accept Jesus into our heart, we are saved. We become saved. But blessing is not automatic. Blessing is conditional. The children of the righteous need to be trained up so that they can receive, they can live the life of blessings. They need to receive instruction in the way they should go in the way, in the right way of the Lord. So let's ask a hard question, a few realistic questions here. Who is teaching your children and our children these days? Who is influencing our children, grandchildren, spiritual children? Could it be electronic? I had a family mother came over a couple, uh, not too long ago. She said, my son, he's only about 10 years old. He spent all afternoon in the, in the playing with the gadget. And she, just so, she said, I'm so frustrated and I don't know what to do. He's not listening to me. Who and what is controlling our children's mind these days? Could it be TV, games, lawmakers, their peers? teachers, 
Could it be parents and the church? The Proverbs tell us it is our call to train, to lead our children, the lead way, lead the way of the Lord, lead the way they should go. And we need to do this on a daily basis at home. In Proverbs, we are the educators. Parents are the educators. So how do we train our children? How should we train them to go where they need to go? Telling children by saying, you do it because I say so. It's not proven to be very effective. I have done it before. Many times, it didn't work. Following the order in fear of punishment won't change their heart. God gave us a parental authority. It's given to us to raise them in the ways they should go. Not to control them, not to dominate them. So parents lead, the text Proverbs tells us, parents lead their children by example, by shepherding them. Parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, you are leaders. We are leaders. And leaders lead by examples. In the ways we walk in the ways of the Lord, by example. So what does this look like? A couple of Sundays ago, we talked about the wisdom beginning in the, uh, the um, fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So we parents and adults, we set example by having fear of the Lord in our heart. And children will develop, they learn to develop by making a decision as they see, how they see from adults and parents having fear of the Lord. So the starting point is to teach kids not, not to have wisdom, teach children and young people to love the Lord, have a fear of the Lord. That's the starting point. This thing, the problem is we cannot give what we do not have. So we must have the fear of the Lord in our heart first so that they can be trained up. Now, training children to love God is the best blessings we can provide for our young people. Now, having said all this, right parenting has to do with right relationship with God. Knowing God and loving God from the heart. The God told Moses, tell this very important uh, command to Israelite. Deuteronomy chapter 5, 29, and also chapter 6, it didn't did make it, it made it to Salem campus. It, oh, yes, we got it, great. So it made it, it traveled from Salem to here. Praise the Lord. So Deuteronomy chapter 5, say, he said, the God spoke to his people, oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all my commands always so that it might go well with them and their children forever. 
Not only it's good for us, but in yet to the children. And chapter six, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your heart, right here, right here. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gate. Again, this is the command that Moses received from God to tell his people. So all my commands, the these commands refers to love God. He said, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. Yahweh is the Lord one. The Lord is our God." So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and all your strength. That's the commandment. So loving God has to be on our heart, so that we can impress, means to sharpen. We can sharpen them to younger people, to our children. Loving God is more than having a ticket to heaven, right? And oftentimes people say, "Well, I have a, I'm going to heaven. That's good, hallelujah." But then God called us. God called His church. God called us to do more than that. Invest to impact for God's kingdom and leaving a lifelong legacy for eternal inheritance to our children is the best gift we can give to our children and grandchildren and our nieces and nephews. That's better than that stock market. So this is our heartfelt prayer for the church, for us. That's what we call. Um, we dis- we are meeting tonight at six o'clock in this place, once a month, a fourth Sunday. We come together. We're gonna pray for our loved ones. We're gonna pray for church family. We're gonna particularly pray for the, our children who are now walking with the Lord, because we all have beloved children and nieces and nephews who are now walking with the Lord. We are here. We are blessed. But and we are crying out for children and grandchildren, niece, nephew who are not walking with the Lord. There's a power of God's people coming together and cry out. That's what we are doing tonight, and I hope to see you tonight. Pastor John and we will be leading together, and that we have three focuses of prayers on the fourth Sunday: pray for our church family, pray for our children who are not walking with the Lord, and we pray for our city. So we hope to see you tonight. Now again, since we cannot give what we do not have, ask the Holy Spirit to search your heart, and ask Him really, God, do I have a fear of the Lord? Do I know about You? Do I really know You? Only God knows, and only You know. Ask the Lord and listen. When we ask God, He will speak to us. Because when we love God, we prioritize our hectic schedules. That's one of the um, the challenges the children are facing nowadays. Family is facing hectic schedule, but once we have the priority, the love, the Lord, we work around our schedule to do that, to give what is most important things for our children. It has to be intentional. It doesn't come naturally, because our natural tendency is not to do it. But by the Holy Spirit, we. Focusing on the loving God and investing for our children. John Maxwell, the Hebrew leadership guru, he said, "Children learn by best 
Children learn best by examples. We knew that. But then he says something very interesting. Next line. Let them see you reading the Bible and pray. Don't just read the Bible after your kids go to bed. And let them see you doing it, spending time with Jesus. You are not doing it to show off. You are doing it to set the example. When I was reading this, I thought, oops, I blew it. Because I remember I read the Bible to my children when they were young, but I, I wait for them to go to bed so that I can read, spend time with the Lord. And I didn't think about, oh, yeah, they need to see me praying. They need to see me reading it as an example. And they saw me reading Bible with them, but they didn't really see me maybe sometime, but not as much. So, but and yet, we all, I mean, this is one good thing about relationship with God. We have amazing, perfect Father God. We have amazing, good God who is forgiving us and loving us. And we, we don't always have a perfect parents, but God forgive us, and we haven't been always perfect either. But I it's good. That's why we come together to grow together and learn from our mistakes so we can still impact for the younger generation to our children and niece and nephew. That's why I think it's so important for us to come together to learn and grow together by the Holy Spirit. The, uh, one thing that I uh, respect, one of our staff, Pam, you know Pam, she, we have a, at Salem campus, we serve a meal every Thursday night. We call that dinner church because not only we serve a meal, but we uh, pray for people. We share little scripture. It's like and people, after the dinner is over, they come over, we always pray for them. And uh, Pam, um, Pam Short and her husband, Tim, they bring their grandchildren. Seven years old, nine years old. The nine years old, uh, Noel, he likes to pray. This little boy likes to pray. So I asked him one day, do you want to pray for people, pray for dinner? He said, sure. And oftentimes he starts praying for people, right? We have a Dick and Winnie, they already come and serve dinner. It's, it's, they, they are a chef, I saw them. Anyway, this little boy, Noel, he prayed for people. And when he prayed for the meal, blessed the meal, people loved, loved him. And they just clap hands. They don't clap hands when we pray, but they clap hands, right? They clap hands when he prays. So I was thinking, I said, wow. Not only the, uh, grandmother Pam and Tim, not only they're spending time with their grandsons, they are investing they are investing, impacting for their future. So it's just building this child to be at that building leadership. He, they are living by the example. There's wisdom and love. So depth of gaining wisdom is based on the depth of our love of God. So if you want to grow wisdom, we all need wisdom. Now, if you want to grow wisdom, love God. I remember when I was in the seminary, my systematic deal theology professor say, you want to have wisdom? Start loving, love God more. And I thought, I can do that. He did not say, you have to memorize the book of Proverbs. He did not say, you got to read all this book. He said, just love Jesus more. And more I think about it, more I thought about it, I love it. It's, it's like more, because who? God is the God of wisdom. So more we spend time with God, we learn, we catch his wisdom. So the, the secret of getting more wisdom is to, to spend time with the Lord and love him more. And I see that in my mother. 
my mother, I talk about my mother, she's now well educated. And we have a big family. I have a, like a six, we have a four sisters and two brothers. So we have a six children. Did I say six total? Total six, right? Right? Okay. So we have a, a big family. And then uh, my mother has a, such a, so much wisdom. And, uh, and I thought, wow. And we, she did good job. She's in heaven right now. She did a good job because she earned respect from all six siblings. Because she was a woman of wisdom. She was, she didn't, she's now, she was not well-read, but and yet she spent time with Jesus, and she received wisdom from the Lord. So theologian, he got it right. So do you want to have more wisdom? Start today. Spend time with Jesus, and we will gain wisdom. So whenever we talk about um, the training of our children in the ways of wisdom and love, we cannot skip. We cannot not talk about disciplining children, right? Because Proverbs has a lot to say about disciplining children in conjunction with wisdom and fear of the Lord. Love comes with the discipline. God disciplines those whom he loves because God loves us. So we discipline our children because we love them. So disciplining is a, is a part of investing for our children. Training children and adults to say no is to... Uh, teaching, training, also training children to say no will save their lives, save their future, oftentimes. Because the, the study shows that one of the challenges for being parents nowadays is teaching children how to say no. We know why, right? There are a lot of things. We, not only for our children, for us as an adult, we have to learn when to say no. The Proverbs, let's talk about this uh, Proverbs, um, teaching children in the way they need to go. So Proverbs chapter 20, 11 tells us, even children, small children are known by their actions, pure and upright. Are they pure and upright? The Bible tells us we know by little children's action. We see that what's on their heart. You know, it, it's so easy for grown-ups to kind of ignore them. Because when kids do some certain things, we thought, oh, they are so cute anyway. They are so precious. It won't hurt them, right? And they're just being kids. Oftentimes, but there's an opportunity for us to redirect them and train them. So I want to kind of pick on my grandson. Um, I talk about this a little bit, uh, I think maybe at Salem campus earlier. We had an awesome, um, the VBS, Vacation Bible School. We had over 100 children came, and they learned the Word of God and had a great experience. And my two grandsons, seven years old and five years old, they attended VBS, and they loved it. And they, not only they attended VBS, they gave offering, they brought offering to help grant, uh, the children in Ukraine. And we raised $2,000, $2,200, and 100% money went to uh, going to Ukraine. The children through uh, Pastor Mark's daughter. So praise the Lord. So here is the story. It's all a good story behind 
that's a kind of story that we need, I want to share. So my, we knew, I knew my grandson Nathan was very competitive. He is competitive, but I did not know how competitive he is, he was, he still is. So it was like a song. Now, when they ask the children to bring offering, they say boy team and girls team. If boy wins, uh, if boy team wins, Miss uh, Lauren gets to have a dye hair purple. If girls win, Pastor John going to dye his hair blue. So my grandson was determined the boy team has to win. So he opened up his saving account, the little piggy bank, he opened the whole thing up. He came up with $56. He brought 100% to offering. Not because he loved Jesus that much, because he wants to win. <laughs> and then his younger brother, Joshua, wanted to follow his older brother, so he opened up his account. He had a 30 some dollar. He brought 100% give to Jesus, right? So the next day he learned the boys were, boys team was losing by a few points. So next day, he went home, he told his mother, Mom, give me $100. <laughs> so you bet my daughter-in-law had a lesson training up. So we saw what was in his heart. This boy, young boy, seven years old, is competitive, he wants to win. So there was a lesson training moment. The little children, we know what's in their heart. It's an opportunity. So think about, we, if we pay attention, if we will listen to our kids, we will not miss out. This is a teaching opportunity for our kids. Because throughout the book of Proverbs, the way of the Lord is to love God. Love God with all our heart, with all our minds, and all our soul and strength. And the New Testament, the way of the Lord is to, Jesus is the way of the Lord, the way of righteousness. It's a way to the, the way of the Lord. It's to, Jesus is the way of God. Jesus is the way. So I made a several different attempts, but Jesus is the way in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, is love God with all our heart and mind and soul. But loving God with all our heart and mind and soul is loving Jesus. Because Jesus is our amazing God. So the purpose of disciplining our children, young people, is to guide them to love the Lord. Guide them to follow the ways of Jesus. It's about redirecting them and guiding them. So discipline does not have to be loud. Discipline does not have to, we don't have to use a row out of our anger. And I've done it before. Sometimes we want to discipline our children, and our emotion get a little bit uh, uh, before us. So in the name of disciplining, we, you know, we got upset and frustrated, get angry with our children, yell at them. And I've repented, and I'm sure some of us have done it before, but God is gracious and merciful. He is willing to forgive all of us. And again, we have a perfect Father God who forgive us. So we've we done all this. But and yet we, the purpose of disciplining is to shepherd them and redirect them and guide them. So they make a guy wise decision so they can love themselves, love other, and be kind to one another. The best tool that we can have, we can provide to our children and for ourselves is 
the Word of God. The God's Word is our manuscript. It teaches us how to do it. And it's by the Holy Spirit who guides us and speaks to us. And our thinking, this, uh, uh, the university, uh, Michigan, State, Michigan State University, the author who wrote this extension article, I wonder if she understood these proverbs. Sounds like she was a Christian because she was teaching. I was expecting her to teach something else, but and yet she was teaching the scripture. So that as a leader, as a, as a parent guiding children, the core is to fear the Lord and love the Lord and teach them the ways of the Lord. Greg Greshel, he said, if you want to become a better leader, if you want to become better parents, grandparents, and spiritual mother and father, start building a new habit today. Not when you go home, not tomorrow. He said today. So I want to think about, for us to pray about a couple things. In order for us to grow and train our children, what one, what, uh, one habit do I need to build? So think about the building the right habit. Ask the Holy Spirit, what one habit do you want me to build to impact not only for ourselves, but for the, our children? Because when we ask the Lord, I trust God will speak to us, God will guide us. And the second thing that we need to think about is investing. There's a difference between spending and investing. It is good for us to spend time with our grandchildren, but it's good for us to spend as children, grandchildren, young people, but it's better to invest on something meaningful, valuable, everlasting. When we spend, it's fun, it's good, but usually spending does not bring us a return that much. That's why we call it spending. So investing, we are expecting exponential return. That's why you invest money in your stock market rather than going to shopping all the time, right? Same thing, same concept. When we spend time with our young people, children, grandchildren, think about how we can, out of spending time, think about what we can do to invest for return so they can become wise, they can make wise decisions so they can say no to things, it's hurting them. Think about what could that be. For us as a body, Church of Jesus Christ, we want to invest on our people, our young people. So we are calling for 70 intercessors, 70 people from our church who would like to pray, who can pray 30 minutes a week, pray for young people, pray for non-believing brothers and sisters in Christ. So I know we have a few people. I think we have a we already have seven people at Salem campus. We are calling, we have a few, already a few people. We're going to try to find out how we can sign up. Think about it. If we have 70 people from Anderson campus who can spend 30 minutes a week to pray for our loved ones, our children and grandchildren who are not walking with Jesus, if we call out their names and pray, do you think God will change their heart? They will walk in the wisdom of the Lord? I think so. And to me, that's the investment. That's the investing for the next generation. And God called us to invest 
for the next generation, and we are committed to do it together. And the last one is inspiring. The inspire it's like motivate. There's a difference between motivation and inspiration. Motivation is to speak such a way that will motivate you to into do some action, but inspiration is internal. The Holy Spirit is the one to inspire us, change us. So we, once we have a fear of the Lord, love of God, Holy Spirit work in us, inspire us, so we can be, we can invest it on the, our children and grandchildren. So this is my, our prayer together. We pray that this church, the Anderson Hill, God's people, be inspired by the Holy Spirit and having fear of the Lord such a way that we can invest on our beloved young children and grandchildren, nieces and nephews. So Lord, let it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. want more of Jesus. We all want the more wisdom. We want to have more of love. We just pray the endless need be a place where we can have more of Jesus, more of love, more of joy, and more of peace. So the may the Lord, we do have like a prayer partners. I don't, if you want to have more of Jesus, 
May the prayer partners, would you come forward? Receive prayer. There's the power of praying together. Anita is here, so she will pray with you, and we will pray with you. But as you go, may the love of God, amazing love of God, in the Son, Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, be with you and go with you and bless you and your household. So your household have more of Jesus. Amen.